Baltimore, St. Louis, Missouri, Chicago, Illinois, Denver, Colorado, Dallas, Texas, Indianapolis, Indiana, London, England, Frankfurt, Germany, Las Vegas, Nevada, Los Angeles, California, Puerto Rico, Topeka, Kansas, Bishop, Mississippi, Atlanta, Georgia, Haiti, Missouri, and Kansas, Missouri, home for the Trailblazer Awards. Welcome to lunch with the Missouri by Chamber of Commerce for a beautiful, beautiful Saturday for August the 7th, 2021. My name is Al Fosh, your host and creator. With Elder Alan Lyles. How you doing there, Elder? Fine. And how's the family? Fine. Oh, by the way, you got another grandbaby here. Can I tell him about that? How, how is he doing? He doing fine. His name Judah Elias Henry. Say it again. Judah Elias Henry. Uh -huh. Judah Elias Henry. Congratulations. Congratulations to you, brother. Congratulations on another, another, another Allen in the world. Good morning, Ed Rescott, brother. How's your week, brother? How you doing? Thanks. No, I said Scott, not you. Oh, okay. Oh, so I'm too blessed to be fresh. Y'all got it going on today in the studio. See, y'all have a good time with me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, I know what happens, okay? <laughs> yeah. Well, Scott, how's your day going, brother? <laughs> I am too blessed to be stressed. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> when anyway, we're broadcasting live on Friggles and USA, HotTalkRadio.com. From beautiful Ferguson, Missouri. Nah, that's not true. Beautiful North County, Missouri. And the Greater St. Louis County Church Complex. Mayor Tommy Pearson is our pastor here and our host. And also, uh, uh, you know, we're in a beautiful facility. We're in the neighborhood. You can kind of pass by. A lot goes on here beside us. So, on that note, prayer with Elder Alvin Lyles, pastor of the Walnut Park. Yes, sir. Let's bow our heads. Yes, sir, sir. Heavenly Father, we continue to thank you for your wonderful gospel. How did Christ die for our sin, was buried, and rose again? By continue believing to the saving of the soul, continues to make heaven your home before you sleep and after you sleep. Heavenly Father, we think we're already seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And Heavenly Father, we thank you that our name is in the book of life. And Heavenly Father, we thank you that the gospel go go forth about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit is the preacher, not me, the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and uh, this is his time out of the Trinity. You had God the Father, God the Son, not God the Holy Spirit. And Heavenly Father, we just ask you that souls continue to get saved before it's ever too late. 
And then bless the sick, Heavenly Father. Most of all, bless the sick, Heavenly Father, because it's a lot of sickness going on. Amen. But you said all sickness is not unto death. But it is a lot of sickness. And Heavenly Father, we know you can do everything but fail. And we just thank you for what you have done, what you're going to do, and what you're still doing. In Jesus' most precious name, amen. You know, Rev, you said sickness, okay, but I, it would be remiss, okay, if I didn't mention the fact that recently here in East St. Louis, five young kids died in a fire. Yep. All in one family. Yes, you know, sir. So, so the, you cannot imagine uh, uh, one or two died, but five, and, you, know, to, you know, how that mother must feel and the family must feel. You know, so we can let the world know that kind of hold her up in prayer. Especially the mother, okay, what she's going through. Yes. Uh, that's a uh, that's a that's a hard one, hard one. But God got her, though. You know that already. Yes, sir. But anyway, you have to let people know, to kind of pray for them and the family because prayers up, blessings down. Amen. So, okay, so what you got for today, Rev? <clears throat> you know, uh, Christ is on his way back. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and that's the oh, yeah. this the first part of his uh, returning mm. is uh, in Thessalonians, mm -hmm. uh, the first chapter. I mean the fourth chapter in verse uh, twelve. It said that you may walk honestly toward them that are without, and that you may have lack of nothing. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord should not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself should descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangels, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ should rise first. Then we which are alive and remain should be caught up together with them in the clouds, to meet the Lord in the air, and so should we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Now, this is the subject right here. That's the rapture I was talking about there. But here's the here's our blessing continuing from the rapture. Zechariah 14 and verse 1. The, the top of this said the summary of events at the return of the Lord in glory. Armageddon. Behold, the day of the Lord coming, and thy spoils shall be divided in the midst of these. For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city shall be taken, and the houses rifled, and the women ravished. And half of the city should go forth into captivity, and the residue of the people should not be cut off 
from the city. Then should the Lord go forward and fight against those nations as when he fought in the day of battle. And here's another part. It said the visible return and glory, the physical changes in Palestine. Verses 4 and 10. Verses 4 said, And his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east. And the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the mist thereof toward the east and toward the west. And there should be a very great valley, and half of the mountain should remove toward the north and half of it toward the south. That right there showing that, that Jesus Christ is a giant. Well, well Rev, you know, something else, something else you said, well, two things that you said, okay, in the first scripture, okay, it was so powerful what you said that we're going to meet in a heavenly place, okay? Amen. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so, this, uh, so that is a powerful, powerful, powerful statement to be made there, okay? And, and right now, in your, in your second uh, scripture you read, people not aware that is that is taking place where where in, in the in the Holy Land over there you know in the Middle East now uh, in Afghanistan they are cutting off just like you just read there okay they cutting off roads and paths you know to cities and stuff as we speak yes sir so that is fulfillment of the scripture is taking place yes sir and as, as, as we speak mm -hmm. okay. Because we most times just going to look at what we're doing in our country. Mm-hmm. You know, and not beyond our, the borders of our country. You know, and that is not really the real life, okay, that we live. Amen. Because as Scott, and you know, you got to travel around the world. There's a whole lot of stuff going on around the world uh, that's, you know, that's fulfilling, fulfilling prophecy every day. Amen. <laughs> Every day, not just in our country, the pandemic, what we're forcing, the, like you said, for sickness. Oh my God, Rev, I, I, I can't begin to tell you. <laughs> we don't know what it's doing. Amen. I mean, every family you know, uh, they got someone right now that has some issues with the health issues. Amen. And they're, and they're not just catching a cold, you know what I mean? I mean, most of my life and death. Yes, sir. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, uh, there's a, a rapture, like we just said. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's there, but uh, we just have to admit, you know, and don't try to, you know, ignore. Because it's not happening to me and happening to you or somebody else. You know what I mean? As long as it's not them, you know. You know, you know something, Rev, you know, you always talk about in the Bible, you know, we read all the time about, we, you know, we are a selfish nation. Amen. You know? <laughs> You know, all we, as long as I'm doing okay, I could care less. Amen. <laughs> we got to be out in the Bible tell you got to be your brother's keeper. Yes, sir. You know, and work uh, us together. Yes, you know. And you cut off. You know, was a man that saved lives. You know, you was you was you was a difference in life and death for a whole lot of people. Matter of fact, real by I mean, I should say this to you. I'm gonna put you on the spot. I guarantee you, you can't tell me how many how many lives you saved when you were in Vietnam. I can't. 
<laughs> I ain't got enough sense. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but, but then, but it, it was that many people, okay, that you came to the rescue and found them and put them on a, a helicopter coming home or going to a, a hospital someplace, you know, and you went on to the next, and went on to the next, and went on to the next, went on to the next. And in most cases, you didn't even know their name. Amen. <laughs> but, you were, but you were taking care of people. Yes, sir. And you came home to St. Louis, did it some other more years, you know, you know uh, as an EMS route. Amen. When the call came through, okay, well, you were Reverend Boyd, the late Reverend Ace Boyd. <laughs> yep. You guys were rolling. You didn't know where, what, what was a shooting, or was a wreck, or a fire, whatever, a heart attack. You guys came in there and saved lives. Amen. And I know you can't count all them lives you say. No, sir. I wouldn't yep. try. <laughs> hey, 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 Ira, I didn't save him. God did. God okay, saved him working with me. <laughs> working with you and through you. Yes, sir. So that, that's why God is blessing you so much right now with, with his, with his, with his grand, great grandkids. Yes, sir. Great grandsons. Yeah. <laughs> it's another war coming. Oh, my God, yes. Tell us about it, Rep. <laughs> it's another war coming. That's why the little boys are being born. Mm-hmm. Well, well you, you know, Rev, one of the things, okay, you know, uh, we're trying to prepare the best we can, you know, uh, especially a little bit about commerce, you know, we're, we're trying to change lives, improve lives everywhere we go, you know, uh, and, and because of you and the thing that you do and the thing that this show does here, you know, we, we, we touch a lot of people and give a hope to a lot of people in every Saturday. Amen. All during the week when they get our podcast, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That that you know that that you that you reaching people that they, they haven't reached before. You know what, Ira? We're just expanded to a lot more places people can get our podcast. Okay, well, come on, with Scott. If you be so kind, why don't you just enlighten us, enlighten everyone? So, I know you know the real, but that tell the whole world about what you. Matter of fact, also here, we are so blessed. Okay. Because of what Scott's doing. Amen. You know, let's let's be let's give credit where credit and honor where honor is done. No respect to here. That station for many many years, Scott. You and I was with it from the start. I mean, but but we but we did not were not blessed until you became the general manager. Amen. Amen. I have to shift together, okay, until help us help us on the way. Well. <laughs> You, we were blessed by having you too, so. <laughs> so anyway, you're telling us what we had now, Scott. Well, I've uh, I've been able to compile all the episodes of our podcast and get them wow. on Spotify, on Reason.fm, on everywhere that you can get a, a podcast, including Google and Apple. Uh, you can get the uh, lunch with the Missouri Black Chamber of Commerce. Just uh, wow. Just go ahead and uh, download that, and uh, it, it's at your fingertips. Besides the fact that you can download it from the Ferguson USA Hot Talk Radio uh, webpage, and uh, you, you can get it anywhere, you know, all over wow. the world. Mm. Well, Scott, again, we spread the word, you know, and as, as, as Rev would tell you, 
uh, like today in his teaching, uh, he's what you call a expository, expository teacher, word on word, line on line. And he had about three different scriptures backed up the word that he started out with. Am I right, Ray? Amen. That's right. Okay, so on here, and I made a mistake opening the show, said Ferguson, Missouri. said, oh, nope, 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 nope. We in North County. <laughs> Well, we're still called Ferguson USA Hot Talk Radio. Yeah, right. That's why I said, you know, and that's for years and years. Okay, and I still think that's, it's Ferguson to me, okay, with the city right. okay. Matter of fact, you have a, a debate with anybody that tell you that we weren't in Ferguson. That, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, so, but, but we're so blessed again, okay, as a team, you know, uh, we all do it together, we work together, and we pray together. You know, and, uh, and, and, and also, uh, if anyone in our St. Louis area, uh, at the station through the Missouri Team of Commerce, the face mask of choice nowadays is the uh, Skin 95 face mask. And if, if you're around the station anywhere, you know, uh, Scott has masks. You got something up, right, Scott? I have plenty of masks for everybody who wants one. And they're free. And they are free. They are yeah. they are courtesy of uh, the Missouri Black Chamber of Commerce and Ferguson USA. Matter of fact, I was uh, in the medicine well, I'm not one of the pharmacists the other day, and uh, got to talking to the pharmacist through the drive-through, and we was talking about masks, okay. And I had my mask on, okay. And she had another mask, and I just some mask. Oh, you know, uh, we we have man, we have those type of masks, you know. I just said, for the well, how much are these masks? Scott, she says six bucks a piece. And they're not even the K95s. They're usually no. a yes. or yeah. just, you know. No, no, she said take the K95, they end like what I had to the little silver thing on them for six bucks a piece. I'll give them in groups of ten. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that's how we, I mean, that's 60 bucks. Yeah. You know, and Scott, I will tell the audience here that uh, I've, we've given away, uh, I know, over 5,000 of those to our community. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's how God is blessing, our, blessing us here, okay, to be in, in more good news. Amen. That's right. You know, you know prayers up, blessings down, you know, and you give and you should receive, Rev. What's that scripture, Rev? Broken down, shaking up, how's that going? Oh, uh, that scripture? Yes. Oh. Uh. You 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 speak it. <laughs> you well, no, want to brought it up. <laughs> well, my wife speaks so well all the time. Broken down, sticking up, and running over. Something she says all the time. And uh, and but but it's saying that you know, you know, give and you shall receive. Amen. You know, God and, uh, love a cheerful giver. Yes, 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 yes. And uh, and we've been we just so blessed to be on the airways. You know, and we want to put out positive, you know, positive vibration, positive thoughts. You know. And the prayer that Rev come up with, oh my God, and the teachers. Mm. You know somebody, Rev, you, you do it in, in, a com, in a compact way directed to the point. Amen. Uh, by the way, uh, Ira, that was Luke 638. Uh, let's see here. Okay, come on, Scott. <laughs> uh, give, let's see here, it says, uh, where is it? It's six thirty-eight. I'm, I'm just looking for it. <laughs> Hold okay. on, you, you give me something, and it takes me a second to get to it. Okay. <laughs> that's give, okay. That's okay. We, give we and it match. shall be given unto you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. 
predicting what well you know nobody never knows the weather and I just listen to the weather man I always say well, we're gonna have this we're gonna have that but then I sit back and see well he's wrong again but one thing we do know I, wish I got paid to be wrong that much Huh? <laughs> I wish I got paid to be wrong that much. They all make six figures. I mean, half six figures. I mean, like I said, I wish I got paid to be made to be wrong that often. Oh yeah, um, and, and, and matter of fact, you know, after they make a mistake, then we apologize. <laughs> <laughs> they wish that and still get paid. <laughs> and then the boss don't say, "Hey, you in trouble." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I worry about my job, but anyway, <laughs> uh, put this way, the day is better than what a man said last time it was going to be, so let's put it like that, right? Okay, so again, you so on so forth, but anyway, uh, if you enjoy your day wherever you are, we said thank you for another day, and also, uh, as Rev just said earlier on in the program, that uh, there are a lot of sickness out here, and it's, don't, don't, ain't got where you want to put it had to be like that. Uh, this COVID-19 started back in January of last year, and we, we've been talking about it since then. Uh, then we kind of identified it as the coronavirus, which we found it comes on, um, uh, on Lysol cans, so nothing new. But the variant of the, of the strand that we have had, that we still have, is COVID-19. And we had Dr. Stoney came on and she was screaming to us for all that mental health environment, we about the different strands. Well now, as we've been vaccinated, most people have been vaccinated, and kind of, some of a lot of people refuse to be vaccinated, uh, and, and they all got their different reasons, okay, so I would just pray for them. But that has created a very bad problem. Because right now, while we've suffered from the uh, COVID-19, a new variant has come in called the Delta, and it's much more deadlier. And right now we are we are in throes. Uh, we're in the in the middle. We deep 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 in another another pandemic. And this thing is growing faster and faster than the uh, other ones ever did. And, uh, uh, and I have to say we need to continue to pray for everyone because right now we are sitting at about 35,000, 35 million. I'm sorry, uh, cases. Uh, over 35, almost 35, 700,000 people have you know, uh, been uh, affected by this uh, virus. You know, we can be the coronavirus, COVID-19, or even now the Delta strain. And this has taken 619 lives. That's yeah. more lives than we have lost in all of our wars. Hey, Ira. Yes, sir. There's a new uh, strain called the Lam Lambda strain. Yeah, I'm about, yeah, talk about this guy. Uh, I can't talk too much about it, but they say that it's uh, hitting a lot of kids and stuff. You're right, and it, it started over in France, you know, and, and, and you know, and what gets me, all this week, we've, we've been watching people fight about wearing a face mask. You know what I mean? You know, you know small kids, you know, when I was a baby, when I was a kid, we all were kids. We relied on our parents to protect us. We all got vaccinations before we went to school. Polio and all that stuff, you know, scrape. you know what I remember, the polio shots. It was running rampant. And, you know, and that was all over the place. And mm -hmm. so now, you want to get, get their vaccinations, you know, and, and they get them and, and don't worry about them. You know, it's a done deal. But now, uh, 
the people successfully in uh, in a red state had to be put up about this, but you can you know, check, you know, change the map whether it's a lot of Republican governors uh, in Florida. I just don't understand that man down there. I mean, you got kids, you know, and now it makes it so bad. If you make a mistake, like we do here, we apologize. But right now, they got mandates, man, one of the governors down in Arkansas, he said, I made a mistake about that. I want to reverse that mandate of no face mask. Because he's thinking about his people dying. And it's a young kids going to school. And in Florida, they're telling the school district, if you do wear masks for the kids itself, we're going to take away your money from the, your, your funds for your school district. And why you, why, in fact, it's your job to protect your children. It's your job as the educator to protect the kids that come to your school. That we all trust our kids to go to school, right, Scott? Right, Real? Yeah. Yeah, we do, but we have to figure out whether whether the uh, whether the government is telling us exactly what is true. Well, there's well, not uh, much. Uh, there's not much. Uh, faith in the government right now. Well, well, Scott, that's true, okay, but one thing that we all know for a fact, people are dying. If I ran into a young man I was in Haytown the other day, he's 20 years old, you know, and uh, I just called him over, you know, we was about to leave, you know, and give him some face masks, you know, and I said, you know, are you, are you, are you bad? he said, no, no, you know, and he said, I said, well, and we had a conversation, you know, I said, right now, you, you're going around your grandfather, you know, your grand people and all that kind of stuff, you know, Wear a mask at least. We finished talking. He said, I'm going to be fascinated because whatever the government says, okay, I remember when we were the kids, okay, we were hesitant about polio, right, Rev? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, but, but at this point, science is out here. And science is not what can always identify and be accurately. But right now we do know that 99, or at least 98% or 99% of the people who are vaccinated have not died from this uh, Delta strain. That's a fact, a fact of life right there. And if I'm a gambling person, I want to be, uh, I want to be in that number that they would say, you know, that says that, and now they're telling us that even if you're vaccinated, and even with a mask on, you got to still wear a mask, because right now, uh, it's in the air, it's, it's there, you know, and even here in St. Louis, uh, out there, uh, someone, uh, someone in our in, in office, okay, and, and was there and they had to start quarantining people right away. And, and they already all, you know, masked up and stuff. Matter of fact, CNN uh, News, you know, big, big people like that and network like that, they had to find three staffers because they didn't, they weren't vaccinated. And in this case, the, uh, the company, CNN says, you know, I mean, the, you know, the whole network with them said they need to be vaccinated because they got people coming into their studios and their offices and nobody wanted to say, I said, this guy, you caught the coronavirus or COVID-19 or Delta strain in my facility or in my restaurant. That's why, you know, uh, Walmart, all the supermarkets, you know, uh, here in St. Louis, Deerbrook and Crows, all of them are saying, you're going to wear a face mask you come up in here. Because they're trying to protect their reputation as well as trying to protect their customers. You know, and what's kind of similar to me, you know, it's kind of... Uh, Backwards we are thinking, you were kind of thinking, let's take the gentleman down in, in Florida, who's the governor there, that uh, what you want to do is uh, grow your people so they can vote. 
Well, right now, if the people in your state are dying like they dying, okay, and these are the people that that's following your lead, that's kind of taking away your power base for your election. Am I right, Real? Am I right, Scott? Yes, sir. So I'm saying, okay, it ain't like, but in most cases, most of the people who been saying don't get vaccinated, they vaccinated. Now they come out and say, well, I'm vaccinated, get like me. I mean, I told you not to do it. And then you see people dying on their beds in the hospital saying, I made a mistake. You know, and uh, I should have, if I could do it all over again, I would. And, you know, and and that's what I said, you know, and the debate goes back and forth, back and forth. But the one that affects me are the little small kids. You know what I mean? That, 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 you know, that they trust in the teachers. They trust in the principal when they go to school, the security guards, you know, the people that cook the food. All those people, I mean, the bus drivers. Because right now, uh, the federal government, yes, says if you get on, on any transit, transit system, you got to wear a face mask. You know, here in Missouri, uh, this was beautiful. Uh, our government kind of <laughs> got a lottery going. Uh, you know, you can get, let me see, make about $10,000, am I right, Scott? Uh, I believe so. I've not been keeping up with that. I'm just Okay, uh, well, 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 the lottery, yeah. if you've been vaccinated, uh, and then you can win a $10,000. And so you can kind of register, you know, and uh, and keep in mind now, uh, I think that may be maybe uh, 90,000 uh, you know, 90, of these people, uh, 9,000, 9,000 people who can win, 90,000 people who can win. Well, over 350,000 people already signed up for that. They said they own bathroom, which is a good thing. But these are things that people are trying to do now, trying to catch up. And I'm happy to say, at least half the country right now has been vaccinated. And that is a good thing. But again, you know, uh, as we talk to our kids that are under 12 years old, you know, uh, you know, to hold the funds from the school, don't, don't make any good sense how you want to put it. I mean, but again, like I said, uh, going to the stores, like, we got another good example, our uh, attorney general, he is suing Kansas City and St. Louis and St. Louis County about a mask mandate. And as a matter of fact, uh, our St. Louis County here in council this past week uh, got kicked off of YouTube, <laughs> okay, because they was uh, putting out some negativity about the virus and causing different things, okay, which was against the Facebook policy, the YouTube policy. And they, and they kind of blocked them. Then they unblocked them when they changed the conversation. Now, these are people full of, you know, full, full, full of, you know, uh, you know uh, opinions and stuff, which we all entitled to, and they, had, and they had their chance. Now, what happens here again is that our Attorney General, who is, you know, uh, uh, very much suing you know, all these people for wearing face masks, you know some Scott and Rare, when he goes to work in Jeff City, okay, he goes into the office, been where he, he work at, he put a mask on. Every day when he goes to work, he got to put a face mask on. But he don't want us, the people here, to wear face masks. Well, I think the problem is it's a mandate. And mm-hmm. people have the choice of wearing the mask. Mm-hmm. And his difficulty is where government steps in and makes it a mandate, uh, where it's not the government's place to do that. But Scott, he is the Attorney General of Government. 
What's that? Is the Attorney General government? Is he government? Well, yeah, but but that doesn't mean that the government should uh, mandate that you wear a mask. No, well, again, uh, they're saying for protecting our health because here in Missouri, we're in deep trouble. You know, and, and now right now, St. Louis is on the fringes of what's taking place in uh, around Springfield. And, and matter of fact, not a day go by that though some news network is not highlighting Missouri Thank God we were in the top, <laughs> you know, which is, you know, uh, we don't want to be at the bottom and it wouldn't be the bad, but Florida, Texas, and I think Mississippi right now, and also Louisiana, they kind of nudge us out, okay, which is a good thing in a way, because evidently people in Missouri are starting to listen. They are starting to get the vaccines. They are starting to wear, wear their face masks. Because right now, they're telling you, and this, this is somebody uh, just recently, no, it's not recently, but in the last couple of weeks. And the CDC, CDC said this, that the paper mask and the cloth mask that's out there, not the bandana that you wear, they, those are not recommended. They recommend that you get a KNY, KN95, 3M mask to put this to put it, protect yourself. Because, because this virus, this other virus out here, it ain't it's taking names and not even, not even, not even, not even matter of fact, to make matters worse in Florida, you know, this is kind of, uh, does make good sense to me. The, the public schools down there are losing their funds because of the face mask. But the private, the, the people who got money, they can take their kids out and put them in private schools when they wear face masks. I mean, so it's the will of the people that's been involved with all of this. You know what I mean? So again, it's just one of those things, okay, that, uh, uh, you know, this, this, this is going to rage on you know, for some time, but we should, the thing that we want to do is just have we can, is make our community safer. Well, that's you one know? of the things we need to do to make them safer. You're that's right. the whole idea, okay, because I want to live. You know, matter of fact, we were down in Haiti, we paid our, paid our face, man, we were down there naturally, you know that. Right. And people were, were glad to get them. You know, and then they were saying, wow, these, these, yeah, I mean, this, huh, yeah, they're free, yeah. That's right, especially. You know, was it, you give me these type of masks, you know? And they immediately know, hey, they just can't believe it, okay, and, and they're not just a black folk, anybody like we meet down there, you know, we give them our masks. Was it our team coming and saying, we're going to get the black folk, not just anybody we come across. We're going to give them a mask. You know, Scott and Ren, we just discussed out there. Amen. Give them a mask. Amen. And if the people <laughs> want to wear them, they can. Right. They can. They can. We can say wear a face mask. All we're doing right now, and, and we got government. Well, and that's uh, that's a personal decision. Right. That's why I said I give it to you. I can't make your word. Right. You know, and they're going to try to make your word. <laughs> okay, but anyway. Let's keep moving on. In Washington, D.C. right now, uh, we're going closer and closer to getting a deal on infrastructure. Now, this is going to change everybody's lives because if the highways are safer, that means that the transportation, you can drive, you can be safe. You go across bridges, not worry about them being collapsing. You're going to have jobs you know, you know, taking care of them. But the one thing that nobody gives any thought to is what's up on the ground. That's what the real story is. Well, it's a lot of things that need to be underground. 
Yeah, like, but I'm talking about your power lines, okay, your right. gas lines, right. your, te your telephone lines, your water source. Most of the water sources in most cities, okay, over 100 years old. I mean, I know they are here in St. Louis. Oh, yeah. Well. Over 100 years old, as a matter of fact. And most of the bridges, the federal bridges, are at least 50 years old. And they were not built to, to last that long. I mean, and one thing we do know from what happened up in Flint, Michigan, some other places, that um, lead contamination, the little pipes after, after a while become come a hazard to the people. But anyway, the good part about it is, you know, the, 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 the Democrats, Republicans are working together to get something done. Well, we just, this should not be a political issue. It's not. It's not. It's, it's just about us. You know, for years in the past, everything went on with the We have become more partisan about everything. Is this now? It's just you know, we all have to. We all keep. I think Rodney King said something so 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 poetic. Can we just get along? Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> yeah. Can we all just get along? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, you know. You know. And I've got on. You know, I don't ask about what party you're in. I don't ask who you are, what you do, okay? I get, I can hear back and help you. You know what I mean? And you know, and, and also uh, something that's dear to all of our, all of us, all of us in this country is, is the, the suppression by the voter rights, the rights being taken away from black and people of color. Uh, down in Texas again, uh, there's another special session, and and, and 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 if you read the bills that they are advocating for, oh my God, <laughs> you know, voter rights. But right now, I said a couple of weeks ago, about a month ago, that, uh, that, that uh, the, the president is president because of black females. The, uh, in the Senate, they're all chairman for the majority, the majority have in the Senate right now because of black females. And also in the House also. And those black females have been quiet, but since our conversation we had a couple, about a month ago, they're everywhere now. They got tired of waiting. Am I tell you, Scott? You gonna see them black females come out, didn't you? Well, they have a word for that. Uh, or basically, it's it's a word that says that whenever you mention something, you're gonna, or whenever you concentrate on something, you're gonna see that uh, all over the place. What's that? Anything it, you say, let's say you buy a red car. The first thing you see is red cars all over the place. Mm -hmm. You know, and I forget the, what the word is, but that just seems to be, you know, you know what we were talking about is what is reality. Well, okay, it's reality. Well, matter of fact, Rem, Rem, I'm gonna go to the Bible here a little bit on your. Her name Elijah, am I right, Elijah? And he was able to, uh, God was able to you know, kill a lot of false prophets and stuff. And 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 and, and uh, Jezebel got mad and told Elijah that he would be that he would die before the next day. Am I saying this right, Rev? Am I right so far, Rev? I'm 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 listening. You you well, okay, you. Okay. I'm listening. <laughs> okay, in other words, okay, he started running for his life, okay? And he ran and he ran and ran. Now, all practical purposes and historical purpose, okay, God had showed him how powerful that he was in years. But Elijah 
involved with NAMI, Greater Kansas City, was National Alliance for Mental Illness. I'm the secretary of the board of directors for that organization. Um, I've been in that role for about eight months. Uh, I've lived with mental illness myself. I'm on the recovery side, thank God. Thank God. And now I want to help as many people as I can. Uh, specific, I especially want to help in the African-American community raise awareness about mental illness because we've been behind the curve on it. We're starting to have the conversation, but there's still so much work to be done, as we can agree. There's a lot of work to be done. Do you need any Nathan, I can hardly got Jason, you know, uh, Dr. Jason, you know, but uh, one of the things uh, I know uh, that we all face as men, period, okay, I don't care what race you are, that there's more pressure on men now in, that's in a family structure because there's so many uh, uh, divided forces pulling on our families to, keep, to try to pull support. Can we all agree on that? Yes. Amen. So, okay, okay, and so in, in saying that, the need, because one of the things, and I just give an example myself, and let you go from there. I have a grandson right now. You no, know, he's my first grandson. I call him you know, Dante. And uh, I remember as a kid, I was always training him. You know, every time we leave, I would say, "I love you." Until I would say, "I love you," right? Mm-hmm. And so one time, you know, uh, he's with his father, right? And when they hung up, I said, "I love you," okay? And he 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 he, he, he not want to say, "I love you" in front of his father, right? But your father trying to be, you know, all a hard man. I said, hold on a second here. I said, your father tell me he loved me too, okay? So don't be, don't be bashful. Tell somebody that you love you, that love someone, that you as a man. It doesn't uh-huh. make, you, make you weak. It doesn't make you weak to cry. I cry all the time. Because God, God gave you tears to cry, you know, when it's when it, at proper time. Uh-huh. But, but that's trying to, we're trying to have that facade that we should be this and we that. It, it, it creates more problems than that solution. Agreed. I absolutely agree with that because when you don't deal with you, I mean, you're talking about being able to say, express a positive emotion. Mm-hmm. If you have a fear of expressing a positive emotion like love, mm-hmm. what do you think is going to happen with a negative emotion? <laughs> yes, sir. You ain't, ain't going to know what to do with it. <laughs> and then when you don't know what to do with it, you got all this stuff just building up inside of you, and at some point it's going to manifest itself in a negative manner. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you know. I guess I'm going to ask you a question, okay? In your practices, you know, as, as you as you as you deal with you know uh, families, black families, you know, for the most part. Uh, what what is the number one the, the top three things issues that you have to deal with? Um, the top three issues I see, um, I see a lot of just anger mm. because and with when you I see anger, I mean I see a lot of unresolved grief, which is also fed by anger, and just what kind of, what kind of explain that. Um, my pastor, Pastor Rick McGinnis at North Harlem Community Church, he says that he would. Oh, there's always 
behind the mad, there's a bad. Uh -huh. I mean, people are angry, but there's sadness behind that anger. Uh -huh. So maybe you're you're mad, uh -huh. but you're truly sad because maybe you lost a job, uh -huh. and you feel like you're a failure because you can't provide for your family or provide for yourself and you're being looked down upon, for example. Mm -hmm. So, or maybe you haven't processed the loss of a family member. I mean, mm -hmm. we've got to deal with a lot of that given this COVID pandemic that we're still in. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. So, I mean, the anger is driven by your circumstances. The anger is driven by maybe some trauma you dealt with when you were growing up. Mm -hmm. Something like that. Or just I mean, the traumas of seeing things like George, the, the murder of George Floyd. Mm -hmm. I mean, seeing something like that just played repeatedly on TV. I personally had to turn away from it. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. <laughs> you, you know, you know, uh, Mr. Jason. One of the, one of the things you know that uh, growing up. Uh, uh, you know, I always noticed this as a kid when I went, I would go to funerals, you know, when I was a young kid, right? And they'd always, you know, me and woman go to, you know, to the grave, you know, you know doing that stuff, and then go to the repast, you want to call it. And there always was going to be some kind of blow up when he got to the repast for some reason or another. Mm. You know, and, 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 and people. With, with, uh, uh, and I didn't understand as a kid, okay, but as I got older, uh, I, I, I kind of figured out was that most people don't get together on a regular basis, okay? And right. When, they, when, they're, when, they, when there's death sometimes, there's money involved. Somebody oh, yeah. leaves some inheritance, okay? Somebody felt that, that they didn't get cut in the last time. You know what I mean? And they're taking that away until they meet again. Uh -huh. or, or whatever, you know, and, and it, and it kind of go from generation to generation to generation, generation, okay, and and it's become pent up, like you just said. Right. Because nobody's assessing until they get together again, then there's, there's another blow up. Uh-huh. Now, am I kind of off base there on that? No, you are not off base. You're absolutely right in that, because if we don't get together, and we get together at a funeral, mm -hmm. and I hold something that I've been meaning to say to you, and I mean, I got the proximity to say this. <laughs> I mean, I may not, unfortunately, like the song says, I may not have this chance again. <laughs> but so, I mean, that also speaks to the fact that, I mean, maybe, that's another thing that we deal with as black people. We sometimes we people in general we isolate. Mm -hmm. So we aren't spending that time with the families that we do, which I mean when we get together for positive things, that can that can help build relationships because we're meant to be in relationship with each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, I think I think that's the thing, okay, that you no know, you hear people here no man's island on camera. Right. We, we are meant. We are meant to, you know, to, you know, to thrive. You know, to grow. To react. You know, to people. 
You know what I mean? And that's how we learn. That's how we grow. Okay, and that's how we develop our own character. Like looking at somebody else and just picking back and taking piece and pieces. Okay, people that, that you meet. Exactly. Like I met with my grandson. Okay, now he has no problem saying I'm W now. He could when it was day. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and and and, and like with all of our kids. Okay, we know. I'm my family. Like with you, I'm not texting to you. I tell you, I love you, Scott and Realty all the time. You know, you know that I send it to people all the time. And I text you. Now I love you because I don't want you to talk to me the last time and didn't feel I cared about you. Right. It may be right. the last time talking to me. You know, and I don't know. And now you said nowadays we definitely don't know what's going to be our last time to have a conversation. Yeah, I tell you, like I was looking at some family pictures from Thanksgiving of 2019, mm-hmm. and by this by no by Thanksgiving so around that thereabouts of two thousand and twenty mm-hmm. two of the aunts that I had pictures with mm-hmm. and pictures in those pictures that we took at Thanksgiving two thousand nineteen. Mm-hmm. So that was the last time I saw them. Mm, yes. And because of the pandemic, we couldn't get to folk. Mm. So you, you never know. Yeah. You know, and I think Rev will, will test this, okay, that, you know, we, we assume that we got a, a long time to live. Matter of fact, I don't know the program before you got on here, but Rev was just saying, we live in a time now in the, in, the, in, in, in the end times, right, Rev? That's right. We definitely are. I, I, I agree. Hey, uh, Ira, you know, uh, you know, we talk about the word mental, you're talking about mental health, right? Uh-huh. So this mental health is made of, uh, of human beings because human being has a, a nature, a wicked nature that's very insulting. And, uh, it's dealing with the mind, something that you could do to manipulate somebody. You know, that's a that's a mental capacity that people uses to get their points over to people and to hurt them. Without being without having love. That's why we need to work together and we need to see ourselves first before we can tell somebody else something. Right. Amen, that real. You're absolutely right in that because I can't um I mean I, I, I can't tell you what's going on with you until I get myself right. And I'll be the first to tell you, I don't have all the answers. Uh, and I have bad days like we all do. Amen. One of the first things I had to come to the realization of is that I'm not always a ray of sunshine. <laughs> as good of a person as I try to be, as good of the people as I try to be, I feel like I had to come to the realization that, hey, I'm not always a ray of sunshine, and sometimes I think we have to, we have a hard time, like, thinking, like, me? I can, I can be mean to people? Like, yeah, we can. Yeah, you can. <laughs> and that doesn't make you a bad person, that just makes you human. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have, we all have feelings, you know, and if someone's, uh, step on your feelings or insult you or 
And that's the thing that, that you brought up there. We all, nowadays, well, before you come on, on the program, Mr. Jason, we were talking about how, how, how nowadays everything seems so positive. Everybody's so tense all the time, you know what I mean? There seems to be so much anger all the time, you know what I mean? I mean, it's, yeah. I mean and, and, and most people don't know why they're mad. Right. And the thing is, just, just the next, hey, 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 Aaron, the most of why people are angry and mad because that's the nature of this uh, person. They said the wages of sin is death. Uh-huh. And you know what they said? Those two trees that was in the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Uh-huh. But the scripture said, there's no good thing that dwells in the flesh. So, uh, the evil that was in the tree was really dealing with uh, wickedness. It was all wickedness because Adam was already uh, good because God made him that way. But the tree said the knowledge of good and evil. So now you're putting a separation there. But you can't, that, he was wicked from get-go because he was disobedient. Disobedient coming there. You know, you have to mind your parents just like you got to mind God. Right. At right. As in Romans, it talks about, uh, Romans 7 and 15, Paul's talking about, I understand, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself that do it. But sin living in me, for I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is, in my sinful nature. For I have a desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. That's why we need to be born again. That's Romans what? What chapter is that? That's Romans the seventh chapter, verse 15 on down. Yes, sir. All right, well, we got it going on here today. I say all that to say that we have to, I mean, we have this, we have sin in us. We've got all, I mean, we're born in it. We can all agree on that. I mean, we bought sin. We have to make a choice to do something different. And the same thing applies with mental health. You have to make a choice that, hey, I need help. And as black people, we sometimes have a stigma about admitting that we need help. And I'm going to just talk about men for a second. Okay. We barely ask for directions. Oh, yes. Ask, some, ask for some help with our mental health. <laughs> no, we don't. They said, no, no, no. That's why I said we go after that, that ego that we have that I, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, we, 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 you know, we like, I got this. Yeah, I got this. <laughs> you, you, you know, you know, it's the thing that, uh, I have noticed, okay, and uh, and, I, and I and I hear a lot of people people uh, uh, say this, you know, you know, with men and women, that men from the south are gonna be mean. They gonna they wanna dominate the woman, okay, because they saw their father dominate the woman, mm-hmm. and, and and so now they women are not taking it like they used to take it. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> okay, so therein lies the problem. Yeah, I mean, because they've had to serve and 
dual roles so much mm-hmm. to be play both roles. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, there have been situations where men have had to play both roles. Mm-hmm. That's not natural. Mm-hmm. It's not natural. I mean, the Bible says it's not good for a man to be alone mm-hmm. be, to help me. But that scripture also means that we're both we're meant to do this together as a community. Mm-hmm. I think that the woman, because she had to serve that role for so long, it's going to be hard. It's hard for her to just, it's going to be hard for anybody to just shift gears and be like, oh, I got to share this partnership all of a sudden. But, you, you know, you know one, one of the things, I'm glad you kind of took it in that direction, there was a time that when a woman, uh, well, let's put it this way, Nowadays, women are more educated than the black male. Okay, they have better jobs in most cases than the black male. Uh, they are more becoming more in a position of authority because most corporations now will hire a black female because they feel they that they may they meet in two quotas, uh, minority and also female. Mm-hmm. You know, by federal, you know, federal definitions, and so I'm finding that I'm finding that we have more, and especially to the Chamber of Black Chamber of Congress is fine, that we have more women right now, but always the woman was the, was the, was the fire behind the man. The politics, what they did, they took us a subservient role. And so nowadays, there was a time you went out, you always saw a, a lady with a man when you go to lunch or dinner, whatever, right? Right. Nowadays, you see women around the table together. <laughs> You know, and not, not, not all. I gotta have a man. I gotta have a man to be accepted. Right, and I mean, more power to him. I mean, I'm here. I, I mean, like I said, I was raised by black women. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, I've been around black women my entire life, and I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, they don't just want. They're just not going to take a man just for the sake of having a man anymore because. No, 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 right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to bring something to the table. <laughs> yes, sir. You know, and that and that's the thing. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Okay, when it comes to, uh, I guess, uh, that, I guess dynamic. Okay, with the male, with the male and the female, which actually becomes husband and wife, who actually becomes a parent. How does that affect your child? When a child is in an environment where they, they can see parents loving each other, being, being help, having a healthy relationship, the child can thrive. Mm-hmm. If a child is seeing, I mean, God knows what, I mean, domestic violence, for example, they're mm-hmm. seeing like arguing all the time, things like that, mm-hmm. that has an effect that can leave them like, wondering, okay, is this what it's supposed to look like? Mm-hmm. If they go into a relationship and that's kind of their expectation because they're modeling what they see. Right. You know, you can tell them all the time, you know, love your woman, treat her like this, treat her like that. Mm-hmm. But then you out here, I mean, you can tell them that as a father, but if you are like talking to your wipe all any old kind of way being disrespectful I mean God forbid putting hands on her things like that and vice versa if she's putting her hands on him and things of that nature a child's gonna see that and be confused and conflicted and when people are confused 
they feel powerless. And when people feel powerless, they just kind of make up the rules as they go along, and they are not allowed to thrive. So that'll leave them to act out in school and be confused about how how things are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I remember very early in my in my in my, in my union life. Okay, I was uh, able to uh, go to a conference in in, uh, in Detroit. And the gentleman said, uh, there are two types of people in the world. The, the powerless have things done unto them, and the powerful have things done for them. Mm. And so now, if you feel like you're powerless, you're in a bad situation. Yes. That you, that you feel that you can, I, I can't. I mean, no, that means that you're saying, I can't. Because I've been already defeated myself, and I say I can't do it. Right, and if you feel like you can, at least the hopelessness at one of the expression is a, a sense of hopelessness. Mm-hmm. Say, Ira. Yes, sir. Say, Ira. Uh, can I read? I want to read two things from the scripture, and then we can bounce off of that what this is saying to explain that mental, uh, the mental health. Okay, come on. That's okay with you, Mr. Jackson? Absolutely. Okay, well, in this program here, we know, like, unlike, you know, we, 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 we bounce off each other. I'm off for that. Okay. Uh, okay, ahead, here, here it is. In James 3 and verse 15, it said this wisdom. See, your beginning with God is the fear of wisdom and knowledge. Y'all follow me now, okay? This is this wisdom is talking about intelligence to the natural man, but it's talking about wisdom and knowledge to the spiritual man. And this wisdom descended not from above, but it's earthly, sensual, devilish. That's talking about the natural man. And they go on to say. For where envy and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. Come on. That's explaining that old man. Now here's the new man. When you become born again and get God in you, and you get away from that nature, what it was relate back to the seventh chapter of of Roman. Okay? It said, but the wisdom that is from above. Is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. So everybody got to make peace with each other. <laughs> yep, you got to make peace with each other and you have to make peace Oftentimes, you got to make peace with yourself. Amen. That's first. That's why I say you got to get yourself together first. See that uh, mold in your eye. Right. Right. You know, you know, not only that, you know, uh, matter of fact, I tell people, you know, God tells you that, but and, and the main version I use is when you're on a plane or someplace, if you, if you, you know, if the plane is in trouble, the face man has come down. Airman, I should say, is to put it on yourself first, and 
again, you can help somebody else. Amen. Right. And, and right. That's, that's kind of the clearest way you can get a person's attention, okay? <laughs> right. That's why I feel like God has put me in this situation to help people with mental illness because I couldn't help anybody with mental illness if my stuff wasn't right or somewhat right. I mean, Amen. I, had, I had to be willing to go through treatment myself first so I can tell people, look, I've been through treatment. I've been as low as you I've been low. I've, I've been at low points. And this is what works for me to help you get out of that state. What I did may not work. What I do may not work for everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, people may not. I mean, for me, I, I go to the gym six days a week. Some people ain't going to do that. Mm-hmm. But some people ain't going to. Some people don't want to go to church. So, I mean, that, like I said, that works for me. Some people ain't gonna want to do stuff like that, but all I can tell them is what worked for me to get myself out of the rut, to help the Lord raise me out of the rut. But I, there was certain I had to do in order, I mean, that He led me to do. And that's, I mean, I can tell them what, what tell them my experience. Well, I'm going to give you two gentlemen a, a scripture that I read all the time, um, um, uh, uh, Proverbs 40th chapter, where I put my feet on solid ground, and I'll demire my pit, clay, what you want to call it. But you, but you, you got to figure out how to get your feet on solid ground. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and without God, uh, uh, that's um, it's impossible. It, it is impossible. I mean, like even the demons would, the demons know the power of God, and even they tremble. So, I mean, even <laughs> those who are atheists, they really, I think they really know. <laughs> they know <laughs> presence. <laughs> I, think, I know a couple, I know one young man was, was a, well, I said, was an atheist, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was a younger man, as he got older, okay, he began to, you know, uh, even when we was around me ask questions, you know, because he, he, again, in his own mind, you know, I can do all things. Mm-hmm. But he, he, got to, he left out the point with God's assistance so in God's help. I can do all things. Right. Cause I mean, like we just said, no good thing it exists in us mm-hmm. except through him. I mean, we can all do all things through him. I mean, I will never say I, I don't want to say like I did this, I did this. I mean, because it was nothing but God's grace. And I mean, what do you say to Peter? Strengthen your brother. Mm-hmm. Amen. All right, y'all. Stand, y'all. Hey, Scott. Yes. Uh, the verse you pulled up about you know uh, shaking down. Read that again. You got on. That the, was the Luke six thirty eight. Right. I go to it, hour. I don't okay. do the good that I want to do, but I do the evil that I don't want to do. <laughs> yes, and you said we come back chicken down. Go ahead, Rip. You said uh, we said six thirty-eight, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll read that. We pull off, uh, you know. Matter of fact, Rev, by the way, is uh, uh, Elder, 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 uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 
out of Laos. He was in, in the service. He was a medic in the Vietnam War. Oh, thank you for your service, sir. <laughs> Amen, <laughs> bro. Thank you for your service, too. <laughs> and then when he came home, okay, he worked for about 35 years as the EMS. Okay, yeah, I got it. It's the sixth chapter of Luke, verse 38. It said, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give unto your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet <coughs> withal, it should be measured to you again. Uh-huh. And, and that's and that's what you know we you know for black men and also for black women. But but the, but something you said early on in a second ago here, it's the black kids, not black kids, all kids. Cause right now we are rainbow society, so we can't we ain't just some all black, all white. Cause I I got blood and my my blood goes back to Wales. You know what I mean? You know my family treat us. Right. Okay. We were talking the other day. You're right. Yeah. Okay. So so it's not just. Uh, uh, I can say I'm, I'm black. No, 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 no. We all are rainbow. We all got children, no matter where we came from. Absolutely. I um, I'm privileged to work with kids at my church of all nations and nationalities, and I mean, I have a, I am privileged to do that. I just um, I feel like, especially when you talk about the kids. Um, oh my God! Yes, yes, yes. When you talk about the kids. I we were having a talk Monday night about because Kansas City had reinstituted a mask mandate. Oh, I was about to bring that to you. I was about to ask that question. What are the what are the kids saying when they watch all the craziness going on? What are the key, what are the kids thinking? <laughs> I think they're nervous about feeling like we've taken a step back, and I share I feel their pain because they're worried about. When we first started the pandemic, we were having meetings over Zoom. Mm -hmm. We were able to get back together. And when we weren't getting to, able to get together, the kids' mental health, so, I mean, as well as my own mental health suffered because the Bible says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves. I mean, Zoom wasn't intended to be the way we worship together. No, by no means. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, don't get me, I mean, we do have to be safe. Don't get me, don't get me wrong now. Mm -hmm. I mean, Zoom has its purpose, but it wasn't meant for us to not be able to be together and worship. And now that we're able to get back together, the kids are beginning to, the kids, they, they, we, they need our Monday night group. With our volunteers and things like that, mm -hmm. and worried that we might be taking a step back and not able to meet again. 
things of that nature. So they, they're afraid. And I feel like as an adult, I'm a part of the group that's failing them because we can't seem to, there's so much division amongst those who are supposed to be making decisions with their best interests at heart. Mm-hmm. It seems like they, some of us have conflated their best interests with trying to be right instead of, you know, doing what's in the best of everyone. Jason, let me ask you a question, okay? And I imagine that you can answer this in terms of a young child who watches television all the time, the kids do. And what do you think about what the kids saw when they watched what happened on January the 6th in our country? They watched the, uh, you know, the attack on our calendar. What do you think the kids, you know, came away thinking about that? And then the, and the after, the after that, the fallout from that? I think the kids, if you saw that as a kid, you just saw, you, 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 you have to ask yourself, is this America? Mm-hmm. With a question mark. Because what you get taught is, you know, you get taught the way the government is supposed to work. Mm-hmm. And then you see something like what you saw on January 6th. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that wasn't kids storming the Capitol. Mm-hmm. Those was grown folk. Mm-hmm. Now, me started or who it was because I've heard all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. One thing we can agree on, I don't. I mean, I've heard it was FBI informants and things like that. I've heard all kinds of stuff. I don't know. Wasn't there? All I can tell you is I wasn't one of them, and they was grown folk mm-hmm. because kids can't just go to Washington D.C. all. I mean, all willy nilly like that. No, you can't. So, so they have to be confused like is this how things are supposed to be done and because you'll hear like no this is not how it's supposed to be done you're supposed to vote and whoever wins win like that but just 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 talking sports you know as an example you know uh, especially in sports you win It's, it's called good sportsmanship yeah I mean that's why I love, that's why I like watch sports more often than I watch the news now because <laughs> at the end of a game, whoever has the most points wins. Now, the referee might not like their calls and things like that, mm-hmm. but bottom line is one team has more points than the other, mm-hmm. they win. So. Well, not back in the Olympics, we just, we just experienced that. With Olympics, you know, uh, you know, uh, like last night, the United States came back and won back very few points. Yeah, they won yeah, they, because, I mean, they scored more points than the other teams. And France had beaten them previously. Previously, right. So, I mean, sports are about as pure as we can get in our society right now. And the Bible said, think about things that are pure. So, hey. Like, you can't argue when somebody shoots a jump shot and it goes in. 
I mean, unless you're thinking somebody has a remote control or something like that somewhere, I don't go down that road. Oh. I mean, with Kevin Durant shoots a jump shot, you think it's going to go in more often than it doesn't. Mm-hmm. But, he, but he has to have the mental mindset that he's prepared. And also, psychologically, uh, the players playing against him is a mind game mentally you know, right there. That they that they have a fear of him mm-hmm. <laughs> shooting that shot, uh, all those shots, and with him being so so diversified in where he can shoot from, you know, it makes him more more of a threat. Right. Think about it like this: when they first started sending professionals to the Olympics mm-hmm. in 1992, when you had Magic, my Johnson, Larry Bird, and Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. and oh, those. Yeah on the team they was just happy to be on the court with those people <laughs> they was happy to be on the court with them mm-hmm. and they were afraid because, <laughs> I mean and sometimes it's hard to be afraid mm-hmm. because you're up against something that I mean that was the greatest team ever assembled but now <laughs> I mean when you have that fearful mentality that can't beat this thing, and you're just happy to be out there with them. You're going to, you ain't out there like happy to, you ain't out there trying to win. You just have you take a picture after the game with Michael Jordan trying to get wristbands and jerseys and things like that. <laughs> no, you're not, you're you, you gonna, you gonna give him all this, you're not gonna manhandle him at all. <laughs> right, you're gonna get manhandled, they'll tell you, kids, Michael Jordan dunked me. But yeah. now, the rest of the world has learned that, hey, we can play too. Right. We're not afraid. And when people aren't afraid, they're going to come at you. Mm-hmm. So bring that back to mental health, I mean, fear is anxiety. Mm-hmm. And once you can get rid of, once you can be realistic about the things that you're afraid of, you can... You can do things like France did and beat the U.S. Mm-hmm. But if you, the U.S. came back and understood that, hey, we could beat this team, that's just certain things that we had to do. We had to make adjustments. Mm-hmm. And they made adjustments. So it, and that's how I feel. Yeah. Like, I guess one, one of the things, okay, when, when in, in, you know, in, in, your, in, in, your, in your profession, okay, it takes you aside. Most people come to you, okay, thinking you got all the answers, all right? First of all, am I right? They think I, they think I know a few things. <laughs> well, now you're being modest, okay? Because they come to you because they think that you know how to get into their head. Either either kind of help them, you know, get out of their own self and, and relate to you and express themselves. Is that a way to put it? Yeah. Yeah, they, they, people come to me and they uh, express themselves and I, I want them to feel like they can express themselves because some people don't feel like they have a place where they can. Mm-hmm. And like I said earlier, when people don't feel like they can express themselves and express what's going on with them, help, and they can't, if they can't express it in a healthy manner, mm-hmm. it's going to come out. Now, it's going to, I mean, it, it may come out in ways that are not healthy. Right. 
But I guess I'm going to ask you a question, okay? You know, you know, by law, okay, you know, in your profession, you, are, uh, you, must, you must report any abuse, okay? You know, uh, they call it uh, automatic mandate, what they call it, that you have to report in, any abuse to if you see it. Uh-huh. I mean, with the, what, what, what's the description of the mandate report or something that you have to do? I think it's like a mandate report or something like that. Yeah, right, 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 okay. So now, in your profession, how many times do you come across sometimes that you have to tell about a family, uh, tell about some things that does not right, and how difficult that is for you to make that decision? I have the privilege where I haven't had to come across a situation where I've had to like express that that's happened. Mm-hmm. I've been privileged that I haven't had to do that. However, I can say that I know people that have had to do that mm-hmm. and walked through that and it's very difficult because you 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 think you're doing what's best for the kid for right. the child. And not everybody may feel that way. Mm-hmm. Because you doing that could lead to the child being the child being like taken out of their home. Mm-hmm. It could lead to consequences for the parents. Mm-hmm. All sorts of things. So it's a it's a tough situation to be in, and that makes you putting it mildly. Yes, all means yes. But you have to think. You have to have a long. You have to think long, long view of it, and you have to be prayerful about it, mm-hmm. and know that you're doing the right thing because not taking action could be deadly. Yes. I guess it's something, you know, you don't report it and someone kills someone for like a better description. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that's, that is forever, I would imagine, be on someone's mind. Right. And when I'm dealing with the youth in my youth group, mm-hmm. one of the things I'll tell them is, like, when we're a small group, it's kind of like Vegas. What's hap- what happens in there and what's said in there will stay in there unless you're a danger to yourself or someone else mm-hmm. so they can I'll let you express yourself mm-hmm. but if I feel like if I get the sense that you're a danger to yourself or to someone else mm-hmm. and I'm gonna get other people involved because I love you too much to let you harm yourself or someone else you, you know you know as, as my girls were growing up you know I, I always you know, they felt they could talk to me right and, and I felt honored, okay, they would have any girlfriends, you know, because I got, I got daughters, you know, that they would say, you can talk to my dad about this, okay? And, and when I was saying to them, my friend said, let me be quite frank with you, okay? I will keep your secret, okay, if you ask me to. But, okay, if there's something that, can, that may cause you some harm, okay, I'm going to tell you that, your mom and daddy on you, okay? But it's something that, you know, that, that, you know, that, that's, that's, you know, you know, challenge, you know what I mean? I advise you, you know what I mean, and you know, and, you know, and, you know, and work with you, and, and we could be friends, and I would keep your secret to, you know, amongst us. Mm-hmm. You know, you got, I feel that somebody, the kid had to trust somebody, you know, for, you know, for, for them to benefit, 
I my my background is actually in business, but I just have a, I just have a passion for mental health, having been through it. Okay. When I talk to kids, what I do is I just let them know that I'll let you can say what you want to say. I mean, but if you get to a point where you're a, a danger to yourself or to somebody else, um, I gotta let you. I, I am not gonna um, let somebody know because. I love you too much to let you hurt somebody else or yourself. Mm-hmm. And Chuck, you have a son. You know, what are your thoughts on that? There, there's a lot of thoughts on it. It, it. it goes far beyond that because sometimes the parents and the environment are the source of, of, of whatever the energy it's going one way or the other. So if you just if you just took a step back and said, our history, our culture, what we've been through, we, we've never even been allowed to think that there's a brain connection to the physical, the cultural, and the social uh, aspect. Not to mention the ec- economical uh, uh, impacts or uh, effects on our mentality. You know, everything, everything from gym shoes to where you live, uh, what your name is, you know, how's your hair, your fingernails, all the makeup, all that kind of stuff contributes to a mental disposition. And we see so many signs of various forms of insecurity that yes. come out. You know, and, and it's kind of like, have you ever been bullied, you know, or have you ever been put in a position where you're the lowest person on the totem pole in the room or, you know, whether it's sports or academics or just life or even at work, we, we just, it rains down on us and we were hearing a story, I think one of these athletes that I was listening to on the Olympics was talking about, they didn't have any food. And the kids were hungry, and the mother's way of dealing with it really reflected her own stress by saying, "You know, that's all. That's all we got. That's all it's going to be. And you're going, you know, you got to make it work. There's nobody to talk to or discussion. And it's kind of like in in many households. It's not just a uh, racial thing, but uh, when a person, it could be the husband, the wife, the child." or even a grandparent or somebody at the time when you need to uh, give them a hug, we may be giving them negative reinforcement. Yeah. And although negative reinforcement is very important, it's very delicate how you use it. And we're all guilty of it, especially dads, of being hard when maybe we need to say, you know, instead of being upset because if you're in boxing and you didn't win the match, or you're in football, you didn't win the game, or you made a fumble, or uh, you didn't do well on a test at school. You know, I, I, I had a personal experience where uh, my mother was in the hospital, and I just didn't feel like studying for the test. Mm. And I just, I, I wasn't into it. I couldn't get into it, but I was making straight A's. And when I came up there and had a, a 
I think I got a C minus or D. Oh, or something. Man, I didn't even. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I didn't even. I didn't even care. You know, what I mean, I didn't care, but everybody knew something was wrong. Yeah, and I told my mother about it. She's in the hospital, and she said, "What? Oh no!" So, <laughs> if my mother calls the teacher from the hospital <laughs> and says that. He's traumatized. He's upset. He's worried about me. I'm in the hospital. Blah blah blah. And let him come back and take that test over. Mm. And don't you know when I walked in there, man, it was a different. It was a different. Uh, it was a different whole reception environment. Like no problem, man. Yeah. I mean, and, and I thought about. It. I thought it was like in the kid in the class. <laughs> and you, you know, you got to come. You got to be Superman to be a man. You know, you 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 know, you gotta be better just to yep. be in the in the crew in the crew. So in that situ that situation scenario, because I was ready to punt, I was like, man, do what you're gonna do. I'll you know. But then when I when they let me take it over, I said, oh no, you know, I'm gonna spank this. So I, I took it over and I got an A, but I didn't have to necessarily study that more. I, it was a a, a a mental disposition. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's, it's, it's like a do-over, but the second time around, you're like, oh, okay, I, I'm not stressing over this like that. But what if, what if we could bring this down home that, man, do you know, <laughs> boy, society is something else. Do you know if you don't have that vaccine, you got, you got people beating on you uh, from every angle of your mentality of, yeah, are they out to get me in terms of is something wrong with the vaccine or is this person next to me standing there is they going to infect me or if I go out if I don't go out if I go to school if I vaccinate my kids I don't vaccinate my kids uh, now Biden's talking about withholding your money uh, some companies are saying that if you don't get the vaccine you can't come to work uh, but as we talk about it here, here you know I want to I like to say follow the money Come on. Well, here's the here's the optional opportunity, and 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 we can consider this, take it in, and think about it. But do you know um, abused women are now able to go get some mental health counseling? Drug addicted, victims of crime, they're even given uh, counseling services to these kids that come across the border. You know, we talk about what, what, you know, and we got all kind of people starving and everything else out here. But now, you know, it used to be if you uh, had a drug problem, you were a criminal. Now, you, now you're sick. And, and, and part of that has to do with, you know, how you're uh, ethnically presented. It's still a lot of black folks going to jail for it, but and 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 since it's occupied in this prescription drug thing, it's more people, more of them going for uh, a counseling right you know they ain't going to jail they can go get some counseling and uh you know we we work with you we know we know you got a problem you know <laughs> it's not just go get locked up in jail mm -hmm. so there are a lot of dimensions to this and uh simone biles with the uh, olympic thing and, and what happened there forced it but you know well, bring it why not come on with it because we certainly didn't address it when all these uh, uh, mass shootings were happening mm -hmm. 
No. You, you know what I mean? I mean, what you know? What does it take? So the whoever the status quo, the decision makers, the people that decide what is today's priority or not, or what are we talking about today or not? I mean, how about all those protesters? You know, or the people and why they were protesting? What kind of you know? And they so we were offering counseling for the children that were at uh, Columbine or uh, up in Connecticut or any, you know, and the families and the things around it. So that's the tip of the iceberg about it because, again, we're reacting. Instead of, we're fighting the fire instead of preventing the fire. So go ahead. Let me bring, bring this home, okay, that, 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 uh, that, is, that is, we mentioned, uh, Jason, about the uh, uh, January the 6th, but we have had these policemen commit suicide. Yes. Now that is memory, because these men have been trained to deal with trauma. They live with trauma. They live with, you know, confusion, you know, stuff in stressful situations, okay? And what was it so bad about this that traumatized these men who are the professional people, you know, to deal with crime every day to kill themselves? That's mentally, mentally, wow, how on the chain. I mean, that experience for them was so traumatic and police officers deal with so much trauma. I was on a last weekend before last with a couple of police officers um, and they deal with so much trauma and they are just now able to take a stress lead or something like that because, I mean, we have this... I mean, there's a lot of people that say that blue lives matter, and I don't disagree at all. But a lot of people, but a lot of people who say that blue lives matter don't understand that their lives mattering goes beyond them being on the front lines and doing their jobs. I mean, their matters as well. I mean, I have, I have fraternity brothers who are police officers that are black men and I pray for their well-being and their well-being is their physical well-being is their emotional well-being so if you have a traumatized police officer I mean they can get triggered too and so their mental health matters and for them to be so traumatized by those events and I wanted to talk about the people who mocked them Networks, which that bothered me to have anybody's traumatic experience mods. For them to kill themselves, I, I can't imagine what I can't imagine what their, that day was like, or after that day. Mm-hmm. Chuck, what's your thoughts on that? Say that again. What are your thoughts on that? On those police killing themselves? I'm a gas by it. I can't. I can't begin to put myself in their position. I can't put myself. I'm not able to put myself in their position to imagine what. You know what was the physiology? What was the chemistry? What was the mentality? What was going on that drove them to that feeling of that? Because we have a completely different perspective. But looking at it, that. 
we didn't see them necessarily as being deficient or under or, or not doing their job or whatever. And you know, and, and really, it's not their fault, right? You know, they they, they it's what we're really seeing. To me, it should be you know the politicians should be the ones questioning themselves and wondering what was going on and. Uh, denying the National Guard or denying the intelligence and uh, going along with the setup and how just like this whole elective process, whether it's Democrat or uh, Republican or whatever, um, how it contributed to it. Yeah. I agree. I agree that there's the failure is not on those officers that day. And listening to them, listening to some of their testimony, you get the sense that they have a sense of pride in their job, just like anyone else does, that they feel like they failed, even though they were obviously outnumbered, even though they were obviously in a situation that should not have happened. And there were vehicles in place to prevent it from happening but they weren't mobilized and so but they felt like they failed there's no question about that and, and, and any other situation somebody is held accountable and I mean like libel accountable you know, you can go sue a pharmaceutical company, and, and 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 what they did, they didn't necessarily murder anybody, but they certainly were an accessory in the case that they were enabling for the, for for profit. Mm-hmm. You know, the way the whole thing happened. Now, even in that case, the families that actually own this company and started this, they got away without any any any, any personal. Uh, they just paid some money out. And they did not get any, any charges against them, so so the system again failed the people right there again, and it came to that. Right. But, but, but all these people that killed themselves, they did nothing but stood up for our country, and they're nothing but heroes. And they found I, 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 there's some judges now start using the word terrorist because you know the definition is anything that that, that attacks my country is a terror a terrorist act. Right, but you know that that that's not. It's like calling each other names or something. That doesn't fix anything. That doesn't that doesn't tell us what happened or whatever. And Nancy Pelosi and her people want to have another uh, uh, hearing or another investigation or another this, another that. You know, and we don't been through it. I mean, they have chased down everybody, and they still chasing them. That whose picture could be identified as being a perpetrator. And the real story is those are policemen and military people and uh, stand-up citizens that took that action. Mm-hmm. So, it, 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 you know, whether they're a terrorist or not, they might have, you might be able to classify them on that day, but it's like, how did we get there? What happened? What's going, why, are we, why aren't we fixing anything? You know what I mean? Why... why you know, and, and the whole thing about the election, and you can blame Trump or not if you want to, but there were people, to, everybody took, it's like you give me a door, and that door is an opportunity 
regardless of where I'm trying to go, but I'm trying to get out of here. <laughs> and right. you know what I mean? And the door may have opened for everybody that's purple today can go through the door. Well, I'm purple today. I'm going through. You know, and the minute I'm through that door, I'm back to, uh, I'm sick of the politics. I'm sick of the way the government's treating me or all these other elements that came to it. Black Lives Matter was, was used. We were used. We've been used over that. They know, you know, I mean, come on. Unfortunately, you know, we always used, okay, and that's the thing, and I bring it back again to, to the stresslessness of the mental health of the, of, the, of the black man, especially in this role that not only he dealing with that, okay, he also has to deal with a more powerful black woman than ever before, and also the children right now who are more torn than ever before. But they have so much information they can, they can look at things. There was a time, you know, you could tell the kids about the birds and bees. Well, hell, they tell the kids the about the birds and bees. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, that's like kids are seeing that. There was a time when I was growing up with, I mean, I wasn't allowed to watch certain stuff until I got of age. Right. I mean, I couldn't, I mean, I couldn't just watch everything I wanted to. Like, I mean, certain Eddie Murphy movies and things like that. I'm dating myself a little bit, but, you know, I wasn't allowed to just watch it. It's okay. It's okay. No, 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 no. We're the age of just a number. <laughs> we, we, but now the kids have this information at their fingertips. Mm-hmm. And see this. And the things that they're seeing, I mean, when the Rodney, for example, when the Rodney King video came out, oh it took God. about the 80s for us to see that. Mm-hmm. This George Floyd video came out, it was up in seconds. In seconds. And you couldn't have to go to the news channels to watch it. Mm-hmm. It put up on your phone. Boom. There it is. Well, well and, and, and you know, you know, uh, that, Jason, that just created mental stress. But even for the people that was involved, okay, but this is like saying that you just put it right before and check, you know about this. There was a time in, in the entertainment industry, okay, you had to label different things that you could watch. But right now, there is no limitation on what your kids can see and they can't see. And they, and, and, you know, and the parents can up now, and parents control of what they watch, them. that's gone. In the days, I can tell you this, anxiety and depression in the days after the killing of George Floyd, it spiked for black people from like 36% screening positive for depression and anxiety to 41% in the days after. So there was a noticeable spike in those numbers after that killing. And I can't lie, I'm like, if I'm driving and I see a police car, I'm like, am I next? I mean, I can't lie and say that I don't. it doesn't cross my mind. Well, no, we were raised as kids and we went out, you know, we had that conversation, right, Chuck? Yeah, but, well, you see, that, this, this thing now, this day and age, is a whole different beast. Thank you. I mean... You got one crew, one one mentality is like, I know how crazy they are, and I know what might happen talking about the uh, uh, the police being crazy. So from the perspective of the black, you know, uh, uh, what they call uh, driving while black, you know, there's, there's a whole thing 
of this black on black crime and, and all that to where I got my hand on the trigger. You know, I'm in the car. I don't know what this guy's going to do. And I'm ready. And everything in TV and the movies and all that, that portrays that disposition of that mentality. Uh, and how, how did it get to that? Now, on the other hand, the other perspective is the police officer, black, white, blue, or green, and particularly if they're white and how they approach you is telling you all, I mean, it's almost like telling you what song this is or what verse are we singing today. You know, how do you approach it? Where do you start? And from right there, the tension is already beginning. And mm-hmm. and a lot of a lot of these guys, they can't tell the difference between a person and another person unless it's the color of their skin. Mm-hmm. That's how bad it is. You can't tell. I mean, even the age, some of the women they're doing things to and how they're beating them up. And, you know, and then at the same time, you talk about the Internet and seeing the George Floyd thing. We're also seeing... The same thing with a different color skin. And I mean, we don't even know, you know, you, you could be black, but you look white, or, 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 or white, and you look black, or Asian, or anything like that. And, that's, and, and so they come up, and they just kind of default off of that visual imagery, and all right, here we go. You know, and so some of these cops got their hand on the trigger. It's like that one lady, she's a trainer, and she didn't know. She, I mean, how many years? I think she's been in 20 years or something or more. 26. Yeah, and she thought, she's saying she thought she was reaching for the taser. But that's the same thing, like saying, you know, all your life you wrote with your right, you wrote your name with your right hand, and today, tried to write it with your left hand because you forgot or you, you panicked or you were thinking it, that, that, it, the muscle memory and everything that goes with it that doesn't fit and, and, you know? and why, why you got trainees with you right away yeah but all these other officers and everybody standing around in shock like what did you just do yeah and you're the trainer you're the teacher yeah you just broke and so that's kind of like uh, you know you got kids and you try to teach them the right language, and it's like all of a sudden, oh, daddy cursed today. Daddy used the, you know, he, he broke he broke his own rule. He broke his own training. And, and we kind of gotten to that in so many ways. It's a, it's a sad state of affairs. And so we can't necessarily ourselves right now change government or change mentality. And so we're looking at it and we're saying, all right, we're going to have to take two steps back or 10 steps back or move completely to where you got to turn the, the, the message off, whether it's coming from the news or whatever. I mean, and uh, I was saw something, a little bit of stuff on the news today about Biden that said something about he didn't remember meeting Santos or something like that. Santos was wrong. Like, well, what else have you forgotten? You know, it, it, we, we're breaking it down to that level. Well, on that note, okay, we got a clock on the wall that's wait for no one, you know, and uh, and so we got to kind of wrap this up. But uh, as usual, we are, you know, we, are, we want to thank uh, Mr. Lee for, for standing around and, and being a part of lunches with the right team of Congress. And also uh, for Brother Chuck, you know, I thank you for joining in, Chuck. I know I didn't call you today just to remind you today, okay? No, no, it's all good, brother. Okay, you know, you know, we, we all know why, because, you know, we, we still praying for you, as we always do in the family. Then. Well, next week I won't be here. I'll be at the funeral. Well, so, I, 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 said, I said I wanted to, 
Yeah, I didn't want to miss it, but at the same time, I look forward to it. This is, this is therapy for me. I, I, you know, when you were talking about uh, uh, possibility of being a, a therapist, I'm like, shoot, man, sign me up. Let me, let me come in and talk. You know, uh, uh, who, can you, who, who, who can you talk to? You know, you, can, you, you know and, and, and I always like to bring it back home on this, but you have to talk to God. Amen. And, and, and can you talk to God? Are, are, are you afraid to talk to God? That's another can of worms right there. You know, who, you, who, who are you going to talk to? And what is the handbook you use? What's the playbook? Mm-hmm. Okay, the, the only one is, is the Bible. That's the only playbook. You know, I won't even, I'll say that forever, but you know, that's where we need to go in terms of the spirituality of it. And you don't have to uh, uh, profess whatever level of Christianity or not you are. You know, you I, I can sit with some Muslim brothers or some people that are uh, Hindus or Buddhists or whatever, and everybody's got something that they're prescribing to. Amen. And they are based on the principles of mankind. And Amen. Amen. Well, Scott, you can say amen on that also. So, but anyway, on that note, uh, Chuck, thank you for those pearls of wisdom. Mr. Baker, thank you for joining us. And I know you will be, will be back. Uh, <laughs> okay, and uh, my name is Howard, folks. That's Rev, that's Chuck, that's Scott. And also, Mr. Lathan, we want to thank you. And also, thank you, our listeners, for joining us. Not just about you and Commerce on a beautiful, beautiful day because we are alive. Life is good. Have a great week. Amen. Amen.